Hello and welcome to today's Southampton audio programme for the fixture against Leicester City. In the issue, we have a look over the Southampton women's team, the feature interview, a word from Franny Benali. But first, let's hear from your manager, Ruben Sellers. Dear supporters, good evening and welcome back to St Mary's for this Premier League match against Leicester City. I would like to begin by welcoming our visitors. Brendan Rodgers is a manager I respect a lot for all his achievements in football and this is a very talented team that we are facing today. I cannot pretend it has been an easy week for us. We were disappointed with the result and performance against Leeds last weekend and made a lot of changes for the FA Cup tie against Grimsby on Wednesday night. We felt it was an important time to use the squad to give the players minutes to keep them fresh and to be honest I thought we started quite well and we controlled most of the match. But in this moment, we are making too many errors and that are costing us goals and costing us games. We do not pretend this result didn't happen. It was very important for us to review the game on Thursday with the players because this is how you learn from your mistakes. You cannot hide away from them. Today, we must take the pain from this week and channel all our focus and energy into producing a positive performance. We know we need a reaction and we know we need to improve a lot, but there are still 14 Premier League games to play this season. There is a long way to go. The best thing about football is there is always another game around the corner. Things can change very quickly, and one win always has the potential to turn our season around. Thank you for always supporting us. We will need you tonight more than ever to get behind the players and keep encouraging them. I've already seen what a difference that can make when the boys have that feeling that we are all together, fighting for the same goal. We march on. Southampton FC women are heading into an important couple of months in the Barclays Women's Championship ahead of the end of the campaign in April. Saints, who currently sit third in the table, have a triple header of home games in March before a season finale at St Mary's in April. Here, we highlight a quartet of forthcoming big games for Mary and Spacey Chaos side. Saints versus Bristol City on Sunday 26th of March, kick-off 2pm. The Robins make the trip to St Mary's in the final game of a hat-trick of home matches and it's likely to be no less exciting than the two sides last meeting. Despite a depleted Saints suffering defeat in the Vitality FA Women's Cup, in December, early in the season in the league, Spacey Kale's side became the first team to take points off City as Beth London's first goal for the club secured a 1-1 draw. Birmingham City vs Saints, Sunday 2nd of April, kick-off 2pm. Despite their recent relegation from the Barclays Women's Super League and slow starts to the season, Birmingham City have risen back up the table, now sitting just below Saints. Back in October, the returning Lucia Kendall salvaged all three points in a difficult encounter at AFC Totten against the Blues, but with Scott Booth's side making a resurgence, it's unlikely to be any easier taking the points at Saints Andrews Stadium. Saints vs London City, Sunday 16th of April, kick-off 2pm. With Sarah Ewans leading the goal-scoring charts and London City Lionesses sitting top of the table, the side are showing no signs of slowing up despite having lost head coach Melissa Phillips to stateside outfit Angel City FC. In early December, our first meeting at Princess Park proved a nail-biting affair that ended with a point apiece as Paige Peak coolly converted from the spot in added time. London City will be eager not to drop any points against the spirited Saints this time around. And finally... Coventry United versus Saints, Sunday 23rd of April, kick-off 2pm. After not picking up a single point before Christmas, bottom place Coventry United made wholesale changes which paid dividends in the early months of 2023. Collecting their first points of the campaign against Crystal Palace, they went on to beat Blackburn Rovers 3-1 with new signing Isabel Goodwin from Aston Villa scoring a brace. 
When the two teams met at St Mary's in November, Saints' Katie Wilkinson scored a hat-trick in our 3-0 victory, including a goal within 20 seconds of kickoff. The return game at Coventry is unlikely to bear many similarities to its predecessor. Four minutes of scrappy play followed, but Palace failed to weave their way back to a point, and so Saints ended as deserved winners after a composed performance. What is pressure? For Kamaldine Suleimana, pressure is representing 30 million Ghanaians at the World Cup, but that did not stop the fleet-footed forward bursting past defenders at record-breaking speed. Now it's time to bring that to the Premier League and change the pace of Saints' season. Gamaladin Suleimana hopes his explosive attacking style can spark Southampton's survival mission into life. The Ghanaian international arrived as one of two deadline day recruits at the end of another busy transfer window for Saints, who signed 10 players in the summer and 5 in January. The signatures of Gamaladin and Paul Onoachu were both secured just in the nick of time, giving the team a new look strike partnership that has started the last three Premier League games. Their footballing backgrounds are similar, with both players born in Africa and developed in Denmark, Kamaladeen at Nordschland and Onoachu at Micheland, before heading west to France and Belgium respectively. But the contrast in styles is stark. Nigerian Onoachu is a man-mounting, standing at 6 foot 7 inches, who plays well with his back to goal and then offers Saints a constant threat in the air. Gamaladeen is almost a foot shorter, but more elusive in possession, agile in his movements and a speedy ball carrier. The combination is a work in progress, but Gamaladeen is confident in his own ability and believes it can be a difference maker for his new club when they need him most. I'm direct, I'm fast and creative. Any attributes of a striker, I think I've got it, he states. I don't have any heights, I'm, I'm not very big and to hold on to the ball, but to the ball on the floor or the ball in behind, I've got it. I'm looking forward to giving my all to the team, do what I do best, help the team win. That's the most important thing. Hopefully we're able to win more games and stay in the league, that's the main thing. I'm very excited to show each and everyone here what I'm capable of doing. Hopefully I can make an impact in game, create chances, score goals, but most importantly get the win. A week is a long time in football. Kamaladeen was making his last appearance for former club Rennes on the last Friday of January, four days before his late-night move to the Saints was sealed on Tuesday 31st. Two days after that, he landed in England, training with his new teammates for the first time on the Friday before making his debut as a half-time substitute at Brentford 24 hours later. It was hectic, he reflects. It was a long night, but fortunately we found a way, and that's the most important thing. It's good to know how it feels to play in the Premier League. Now it's about getting everything right, making sure we win games and move forward. It's been good. Everyone is friendly here and everyone speaks English, so it makes it easier to understand everything. I'm settling in quite well. The 21-year-old was a breath of fresh air on his home debut against Wolves, starting alongside Onoachu in a game Saints seemed to have in the palm of their hand before a cruel second-half twist. The St Mary's crowd immediately took to Camaladine's directness and raw pace, Perhaps the attribute that stood out most when watching the forward in action at the World Cup, where he was clocked as the tournament's fastest player. It's some claim to fame ahead of world-renowned speedsters Kylian Mbappe and Alfonso Davies, with one of Camaladeen's sprints recorded at 35.7 kilometres an hour, which is 22.2 miles per hour. His game time in Qatar gradually improved, from being an unused substitute against Portugal in Ghana's tournament opener, to a 12-minute cameo against South Korea, to a half-time introduction in the final group match against Uruguay that sealed the Black Stars' elimination. 
It was one of the best experiences I've ever had, he says of playing in the World Cup. The first tournament I played with Ghana was the AFCON. That's different from the World Cup. The World Cup is a whole different game. It was a good experience for me and uh, lots from my time learn. It's a great honour. We have 30 million people in the country and you're chosen. It's a great honour. Once you're on the pitch, there's no holding back. You just have to give your all. There are so many people looking at you. So many people depending on you. There's a bit of pressure, but without pressure, you don't do your best. Without pressure, we are not getting out of our comfort zone. It's a great honour to play for the national team and I look forward to playing more with them. When he speaks of the pressure representing his country, a football mad nation, it reassures you that the rigours of a relegation battle can be overcome. Another saint who knows all about the demands of the Ghanaian people is Mohamed Salisu, Kamaladeen's international teammate, who the latter insists had no influence on his decision to join him in England. Before coming here, we talked in the national team, Kamaladeen explains. We talked about the Premier League, we talked about everything. But before coming here, he had nothing to do with the decision. I made that by myself. When I got here, he showed me around and he's still showing me around. We're not done yet. He's a good guy and he's helping me out here. When you're close, you get to understand things a lot easier. I'm speaking to him and he's guiding me through some stuff. It's easier to understand when he's been through it all. Salisu may have prepared his compatriots as best as he can for life in the Premier League. Roller coaster, but Kamaladeen has had his own test run now. And no saints need his sprinkling of stardust to set them on an upward trajectory once more. On to our tactical watch now, as usual by Sam Tai. What shape are Leicester City in heading into today's showdown? Few teams highlight the topsy-turvy nature of Premier League form better than Leicester City. Early last month, the Foxes put four goals past Aston Villa and Tottenham Hotspur in consecutive games, creating a surge of optimism within the fan base that their time towards the bottom of the league would soon be over. What followed, though, was three consecutive losses. And although there's no shame in losing to Arsenal and Manchester United, losing to Blackburn Rovers in the FA Cup certainly stung. Leicester will be eyeing this fixture the exact same way Southampton will, as a big chance to get back on track in the league and push up the table. How has Leicester's January transfer activity changed the side? Rodgers has spoken about the need to constantly evolve and improve, but that's tough when you can't refresh your squad via the transfer window. Leicester were unusually quiet in the market last summer and it impacted their form heavily before the World Cup. There's been a different feel to them since January though, after bringing in several new faces and each has made an impact, contributing heavily to wins already. Watch out for Victor Clistinson, an all-action fullback who has been very good so far. His link-up play with Harvey Barnes isn't fully developed yet, but they're showing signs. Harry Sutar, all six foot six inches of him, has solidified the defensive line and Brazilian winger Tete Speed is a threat in behind. How can Saints worry Leicester? Well, first things first, Southampton need to refine the fearlessness intensity with which they played at Stamford Bridge. Ruben Sellers admitted his team weren't quite themselves at Adam Road and will be working to refine that level for St Mary's crowd. Leicester have improved defensively since Sutar's arrival, with their major weaknesses to set-piece goals drying up a bit, but still look vulnerable in a variety of ways that Southampton can take advantage of. Paul Onoachu's towering height is a rare match for Sutar's, while Kamaladeen Sulemana's burst and speed could prove useful running at a defensive line who can find themselves out of sync. Then, of course, there's James Ward-Prowse's free kick threat that always worries opposing managers. 
The Saints take on Leicester City this evening and there's no doubt that this is a huge game in our season, as every fixture will be from now on until the end of May. I know from my playing days that games can move by very quickly. The pressure cranks up to a whole new level and suddenly things are not in your control. We need to believe that we can still turn things around. We saw a positive bounce from Ruben Sellers getting a first win at Chelsea, but we need to help ourselves now by getting more points on the board. The fan support and performance of the players goes hand in hand. When those two come together, it can be a powerful force. When I think back to our fights for survival at the Dell, we made it very difficult for visiting teams to play. We have to find a way of channeling that into games, again in a very different, modern era at St Mary's. I and Saints fans have fond memories of playing Leicester, as I scored my only goal against them. We need someone or something to be the unlikely hero for us again this time. We'd even take an own goal if it wins the game. In our last league game against Leeds, James Ward-Prowse equaled our club record of 329 Premier League appearances, a record he could break today. James has become a player that we associate with the club as a whole, and he is at the heart of the success that we have. He will go on and make many more appearances, I'm sure, and he will continue moving up the all-time list, but I know he'll be very much focused on turning the team's fortunes around and making a memorable end to the season.